It's your boy Dukes, and this is After Sports Talks. You can catch us on Monday at 3 p.m. on The Real 1100 and iHeartRadio. Let's go! Yeah, 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 yeah. Happy Monday to you. We back here again. Ha <laughs> ha. Got my man Bo with me. Yes, sir. Getting ready to talk heavy football. Hey, we've been waiting for a long time for this football season to get back, right? I feel like it was forever, man. It's, we've been waiting forever. I mean, we got college ball starting off good. NFL games starting off good. I mean, we're going we gonna to really get into it, man. Let's take that quick break. And we jumping right into that Bulldog football. You already know what time it is, Bo. All right, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. At Just for Pets Wellness Center, our expert veterinary team provides personal, professional, and compassionate services to your beloved pets. You can rely on us for pet wellness exams, medical care and treatments, dentistry, and surgical care. We provide a clean, safe, and caring environment for dogs, cats, and pocket pets with exceptional care, always the standard. We're doggone good and the cats meow. Visit our website for more information at www.just number four pets fl dot vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721 this is fashion designer edmund newton i'd like to tell you about nmask.com nmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks i've teamed up with nmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks these masks are washable reusable breathable and most importantly fashionable Shop online now at nmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. Be sure to listen to The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell, a podcast that explores emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In The Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So it's been a long month since we've been here, man. So we've got a lot of coverage to catch up on. So before we can even get to this week, you know, in the NFL and the college games, we got to go back to last week, man, because my dogs had a big win against that team that y'all always like to say they number one. <laughs> Them Clemson Tigers looking like they real poo sauce this year because we got that big win, 10-3 win. It was a defensive game. It wasn't very many scoring. For sure, for sure. But I like what I saw, man. So, 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 Bo, tell me how you feeling about my dogs, man. We going to the ship or what? Uh, I mean, the, the schedule definitely lays out the, the law of the land for you guys to really be a strong contender, at least have the opportunity to be a strong contender. You guys don't play anybody. Um, but, you know, getting into that Clemson game, I think I just expected a little bit more from DJ. And I don't know if I saw what I needed to see from JT Daniels um, and that offense, maybe offensive line, because Clemson defense, I mean, they, I mean, they didn't allow an offensive touchdown. Um, the only score in that game touchdown was a defensive interception. So, I mean, there's still definitely question marks there. Um, but outside of that, that defense is that defense is top three, I think. Easily, easily. So, I have to agree. Um, I actually expected this game to be a little more competitive. I expected DJ to 
come out here and ball out. You know, I, I love his story. We talk about we love his story. St. Um, John Bosco, Real Mitchell, taking his spot. You know? I don't know, man. He just didn't live up to it. He didn't. He went 19 for 37 for 178 yards. No touchdowns, one pick. Um, JT Daniels had a, a better game, about the same yardage. Went for 22 for 30. No, 135 yards, so he wasn't throwing really deep passes. But at the end of the day, his his accuracy was up there. You know, um, as mentioned, both defenses played heavy. Now, I'm looking at Clemson's defense. Now, I'm thinking, like, they have more sacks than they did, but they only had one sack in the game. So, you know, is that more of a our offense just wasn't clicking or it was more that Clemson still had those stops? Looking at these stats, I man, I think our offense just didn't really get going. Yeah, I, I, maybe it was a little bit of the play calling. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to put it all on JT Daniels. Maybe the play calling was kind of safe. Uh, they didn't want to push the ball down the field. It was a lot of dinking and dunking, you know, five yards. I don't know how many yards he averaged per throw, but I don't. I know it wasn't a lot. They, they didn't throw the ball down the field. Now, Georgia did have a lot of uh, guys who did not play in that game, and uh, I don't. so I don't want to discredit uh, them for that. But, you know, Clemson's defense is, I mean, it's not what it's been in the past, so right. – you know, with that, I mean, maybe it's a little bit of JT Daniels. Maybe it's a little bit of the play calling. Maybe it's a little bit of just, you know, both defenses are just really good. I think both defenses are really good. Um, but as mentioned, that Clemson defense isn't looking like the beast they usually are. Usually their pass rush and their their run defense is amazing. And here, our top three running backs from Georgia – Almost all average over four yards a carry. I mean, Zamir White himself averaged almost six yards a carry. Milton averaged four and a half yards a carry. Cook averaged four yards a carry. I mean, that's that's pretty good running right there on the Clemson defense. For sure, for sure. I really just don't see anyone else stopping us the way they did. Um, speaking about schedules, Bo like to always says, oh, y'all ain't playing nobody. Y'all ain't playing nobody. But for anybody else in the SEC, it's always like, well, it's SEC football. So what's the excuse? Why do you feel like we're not playing anybody? Well, I've definitely said that in the past. And, you know, I mean, the SEC East has been weaker than the SEC West. I mean, let's, let's just keep Facts. that a hundo. Uh, LSU has been top tier, you know, throughout the last two decades as far as at least being, a, you know. What are they doing now, though? Nothing. You know they're they're going out there getting beat by Pac-12 teams, so we're we're not going to talk about that. But unacceptable. I do believe that this year in particular, and maybe it's a, a theme that we're going to start seeing in college football altogether. That you know the conferences, SEC is is, is kind of weak this year, and I, I think that's going to be a new theme. I think that's going to be a new normal with you know the the money. You right. Know, guys are able to profit off of their likeness now. So For sure. For I think sure. you know that's going to have some other guys in other conferences that are going to be able to really make some plays, some more talent. You know, that's a big point you just made. And I actually was going to get into, you know, why George is going to get be undefeated. But I want to get more into that. So you do you feel that the SEC will no longer be the strongest conference? Well, I'm not going to say. I do think that they are the front runner. I, I, I think that each year with the recruiting that they are able to do, um, they're always going to be able to be the best conference For every sure. year. But I don't believe that it's set in stone anymore. I, I think that other conferences are able to, you know, you're seeing guys from Marietta and, you know, mm. you're seeing guys from Clayton County mm. and, you know, other Georgia and Florida and all these top-tier players go play and, 
you know, for Rutgers and, exactly. you know, Oregon and, you know, UCLA. And, you know, they're able to recruit over here now. And that that's something that's fairly new. You know, you, you didn't see a lot of guys that were leaving this area to go play outside of the SEC. It just didn't happen. And it is happening now. And, you know, personally for me, you know, along with the, the money thing, I think it's because they get a chance to have more opportunity. Um, if you see it, you know, Alabama's and our Georgia's, and boys have to wait. You know, they got to wait. Versus you go to the Pac-12, you're playing right there. You're playing right there. And, I, you know, I, I can't knock that. But being SEC is becoming a little bit weaker. It's only better for my dogs. You know? Oh, for sure. For it means sure. we're going to be undefeated. Next week, we got South Carolina. After that, we got Vandy, Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky, then Florida, Missouri, Tennessee. And nothing else matters after that because they're all dubs. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of dubs. I'm seeing undefeated. I'm seeing Bama, Georgia, SEC championship game. We all know how that's going to turn out. It's going to turn out in Georgia. <laughs> I mean, because just think about it. We, we play that game every year. The SEC championship game is played here. It was in the Georgia Dome. Now it's in Mercedes-Benz. And we have so many Georgia fans. I'm, I'm sitting in a room with red and black foam all around me. Yeah. Every Everywhere I go, there's red and black. There's all these Georgia tags on their cars and stickers and all this. But, you know, it, the same outcome is... It's, it's been the same outcome. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you one thing. Roll Tide not rolling this year. They man. not rolling over us this year, man. I'm, I, you saw our defense, man. You saw that D. You saw it. You think Bama's gonna have that way with our defense? I believe so, man. I do. Do I think they're gonna have their way? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. But do I think that they can really? That you know, Bryce has shown that he's ready. He's ready, and they have. They're gonna always reload. You know, these guys at Bama, they don't mind waiting behind the next guy because they know what what's expected of them. They know they're going to have their opportunity as long as they work hard. And, you know, these guys, would, if they were on other teams, they'd be, you know, transport transfer portal has been a big difference in the college Huge. football, being able to change how players even pick where they want to go to school. For sure. I'm not going to say some guys don't want to compete. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. I believe that every player wants to play against the best, but I also believe that a lot of these guys really want to play. And Bama doesn't allow that opportunity right away for a lot of guys. Even, you know, when Derrick Henry and all those guys were there, I mean, they had a a full running back room, and those guys had to wait their turn. Ingram, Richardson, Henry. It it just didn't stop. Lacey. It just kept going. They got to wait no matter how good they are. They can start from a freshman. You know, it's kind of early now, and although I'm a, a dog supporter, I don't like Road Tide, I'm going to go ahead and say that um, Bryce is cold. This man is is, is clearly going to lead the Heisman race. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he actually had a better first game than the three quarterbacks before him. Oh, yeah, for sure. He did. And that's a lot to say. To say seeing what Mac, Tua, Jalen, come on now. These are I mean, all they, ballers. Those guys just had pretty good – Debuts here in week one. You know, hey, and we're going to get there too, man, because, you you know, we got to talk about it. We, we're going to take our time of getting there because, you know, my feelings are a little hurt. I'm still wiping my tears. You know what? Let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. I, I wanted to wait. If you didn't know by now, I am a, <clears throat> a Falcons fan. And I have to be real careful when I make that statement. But I am. That's my team. 
I've been a dirty bird since first grade. When Jamal Anderson came to my to my school and, and taught me to dance, I, I've been riding with him. And every year since, my heart has been broke. <laughs> and yesterday was a complete embarrassment. Was it a disaster? Was it a, I don't know what you call it. Was it the quarterback? Was it the O-line? Was it the defense? Was it, I, I don't know what it was. Was it the coaching? Do you believe in Arthur Smith? Do you believe in Arthur Blank? I don't believe in anybody at this point. <laughs> I've been saying for years now that Matt Ryan has to go. We've been making all of these draft picks for offensive linemen. Hasn't corrected the issue yet. They couldn't block to save their life. I mean, they didn't blitz the entire game. There was a four-man rush the entire game, and the offensive line could not hold that, that line for more than three seconds. You know, I remember a point in the game where they even switched guards <laughs> and I'm, I'm like man that, that's that's pretty you know you normally don't see teams do that you, you don't switch out offensive linemen you know it, it, right you, you got to have that cohesiveness and I don't know if they just you know there was false starts all over penalties all over the place and I don't know if guys got enough work in preseason or point I was gonna make yep what so and and, that, and that's my thing you know Watching the game, I just felt like they were ill-prepared. They're, they did not get enough snaps in preseason. And, yes, I get it. Yes, I know you want to keep your players healthy. You know, I know you want to take your time getting back into the, the, the swing of things. But, come on, guys. Like, we got to do better than that. We got to get these players reps. Calvin Ridley, let, let's speak about that. You know, he's stepping into the number one receiving role now. No Julio. You know, we just drafted Pitts. We expected him to be very good going forward. But, those guys didn't show up. Was that a Matt Ryan thing or was that just as a team? They just they just couldn't pull it together. I think it was a little bit of both, um, but I'm going to give those guys a pass mm. for this, this first game here. Matt Ryan didn't have any time. Yeah. And like you said, with a four-man rush, that, that leaves the back end. You know, they're, they're able to really cover. They're really to ha- they're, they're able to have – and putting them in situations where they're always – where they were behind the whole game – you had to throw. It got to a point in the second half, the Falcons had to throw the ball. So we knew what defense the Eagles were going to be in. Correct. They knew what defense the Eagles were going to be in, and they just could not hold up up front. Do you think we gave up on the run too soon? Too soon? I'm going to say no because, like I stated, I think they kind of realized where the game was headed. Mm. Jalen Hurts was making all the right reads. He was. You know, he was keeping when he needed to. He was getting the ball out quick. And I, I, I just think what really helped Jalen Hurts in this game and to keep the Falcons' defense on their heels was the play calling. Yeah. That that coach in Philly, I mean, he was a wide, receivers coach, a wide receiver in college, a wide receiver's position coach pretty much his entire career, and he's getting this opportunity to call plays. And, I mean, he's he's pretty much showing you – what it looks like when you have a guy who's experienced at that position for sure to help the quarterback with mature young players on his team. That's one thing we haven't really seen in Philly in a long time. Um, their receiving core has been depleted for about what three years now. They can't stay healthy. Um, they finally gave Jalen that, hey, you're our guy. Keys to the city, man. And you know, um, I have to say those those birds are looking good. Can't say anything about mine. They look good. At this point, I'm ready to say put Rosen in. Let's go ahead and scrap this season because it's not it. 
But you know what? I'm going to give them one more game to prove me wrong. Well, the only issue I have with one more game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are next up on the on the, on the list. And I expect to lose. But so. but with that being said though, I don't know if you recall last year. I know I know trying to recall Falcon seasons is uh not the best thing to do. But teams that we should not have beat last year, we beat. The games that should not have been competitive, they counted us out, we competed. I, I I don't know what it is. It always seems like when there's more competition on the other side of the table, we do better. Philly, I didn't expect to do great in this game. I expected to come out with a W, and we did not do that. So next game, I would not be surprised if our offense is clicking. That's just how I feel. I know Tampa is who they are. I saw what Brady did last week. Wow. I see what their defense – well, actually, their defense really didn't do that well because the Cowboys put up 29 points on them. So we can do the same thing that the Cowboys did, which keep up our pace. I liked our pace in the game. That's one thing I do want to take away. Our pace was good. So if we can keep up that pace, if we can get our line blocking, and if we can make some plays, I think it'll be a competitive game next next week. Yeah, I, I disagree. But, you know, comparing the Falcons to the Dallas Cowboys is what we're pretty much doing here. And <laughs> the Cowboys, they have talent. We do too. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm not a big Cowboys supporter at all. But I mean, they, they were, they won the turnover battle. They, they, they got takeaways. They got, you know, big plays. And I just don't see where that is going to come from from the Falcons' defense. And you know, they the defense made some decent plays against Philly. You know, I think it was the offense putting defense in a bad predicament. Three and outs. I mean, they literally. Right scored those two field goals those first two drives looked promising and then after that it was just like it was a wrap. punt 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 you for know. sure look i'm not gonna spend this whole show down to my falcons but what we are gonna do is continue talking more football so when we return we're gonna get into your Steelers and that bills game all right stay tuned join me for a minute i want you to hear something sports talk it is welcome Listening to the Sports Shock Show, and I'm the Sports Shock Wayne Candy. The Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge, and I'm your host, Mr. Controversy. Hello, and welcome to DNA Sports. I'll just don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we bring the facts about sports. It's Sports Round Table. I am your humble host, HO. Download the Real 1100 app from your Google Play or Apple App Store today. If you love it, your favorite music, news, talk, sports, and you want to hear it, it's in the palm of your hand. Text IHR to 45495 to download the app or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates apply. And now an important message from Jerry Rice. As a career-wide receiver, I've been hit hard. But no training nor practice prepared us for the devastation of COVID-19. Thankfully, there is hope. Even with multiple vaccines available, we still have to work together until everyone is safe. We all win when we unite to prevent. For more information, visit unitetoprevent.org. We back, we back, we back, we back, and, and let's talk about the Steelers and the Bills game. So, y'all going to find out 
He's actually in here in front of me with this ugly shirt on in front of me. You know I got to represent, man. He's a Steelers fan. They like to call themselves uh, Steel Curtain. I like to call them Shredded Curtains. Because <laughs> that's what should have happened yesterday. They wasn't supposed to win that game. But, like they do, they, they come back and make big wins. They actually put up 17 in the fourth. So let's talk about your boys, man. How did y'all pull this out? Defense wins championships. You know, the front seven, Hayward, Ingram, T.J. Watt getting his money. You know, Devin Bush, Fitzpatrick. I mean, we have guys all over the, the defense that are just willing to make plays. They're willing to sacrifice for each other and just do their jobs. And I, I believe that, you know, am, am, I, am I nervous about our offense? Absolutely. You know, but defense can definitely give your offense some juice as well. And I believe that's what's going to happen with the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. I do believe that a lot of people have forgotten that the Steelers did go 11-0 last year. You know, and I went into this game, into this season, along with a lot of people looking at the Buffalo Bills as a true contender. And I still think they are. Josh Allen is a great quarterback. Um, but I do believe that they have holes on their offensive line just like we do. And their defense is not what what our defense is. Shout out to my cousin, Ed, Ed Oliver. But uh, it's still curtain, baby. You know, I have to say, Buffalo's defense did not look like I thought they would look. Um, I thought Diggs and Josh was going to take y'all apart, though. I'm not going to lie. I, I counted you out. I did. I'm going to continue to count you out. So the way I'm looking at your conference now is like, I believe you all have three teams that can make the playoffs, okay? And I, I don't see the Steelers leading the division at all. I believe the Browns and the Ravens are better than y'all. The Ravens are going to prove that at night. Greg, how you feel about that? Do you think the Steelers are going to uh, compete better than the Browns and the Ravens in their conference? Um, no. I, I – uh... A couple of shows we did a did a preview, and as far as the AFC North, it while it is it may be the most competitive division in the conference, if not the whole league. Um, I see the uh, Ravens winning the division, but the Steelers can get in it still as a wild card. So, in the ten and seven, eleven and six range, I think you're going to get beat out by the Browns. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I, 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 I hey. It's going to be tough. Uh, I do th- I do know that we have some things offensively that we're going to have to tighten up. Um, one biggest thing is the offensive line. Um, I saw a lot in the – I watched a lot of the O-line in the preseason, and I was not impressed. I, I didn't think we were going to be ready. Um, I didn't think that we were going to be able to keep Ben up. I saw Kendrick Green get mollywopped. During the preseason, I mean, I don't even know the guy who was, you know, he was engaged with. He just drove him back six yards into the quarterback. I, I, I was, I threw my hands up. But like I said earlier, man, defense is defense wins championships, and you know, we made the Buffalo Bills defense look like they, at least their offensive line, uh, we we made their offensive line look silly yesterday and that 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 was that was the game i think for y'all to continue to win they have to continue that and i'm looking at your next six upcoming weeks man you have a possibility of losing three of these games and one reason why i want to point that out 
the Bengals. The Bengals look really good. That receiving core is real. Their quarterback, that young buck, is real. How do you feel about competing against them? They had a big win. I'm not really worried. Uh, they did have a big win against a team who a lot of people were hyped up about. And we're always hyped up about the Vikings. You know, we're always hyped up about them. We're always hyped up about Kirk Cousins. We're always hyped up about Adam Thielen. And I, I do have him on my fantasy team, so I appreciate that, Adam. But at the end of the day, the Vikings are going to be do what the Vikings do. And the Vikings defensive line had Burrow on his back a lot. Burrow was, you know, he didn't, you know, I mean, he did play well. You know, he Jamar Chase caught the ball. He didn't have a problem with the size of the ball. Um, but I, <laughs> I, I do believe that we're going to be able to wreak havoc against the Cincinnati Beagles O-line. Yeah, see, no. Uh, I'm going to disagree there because you said Joe Burrows had a, a okay game. Joe Burrows only had seven incompletions, okay? Joe Burrows had 261 yards, two touchdowns, no inter- interceptions. He did much better than what Ben did. Joe Mixon, 127 yards, over four yards to carry. I I just think this is going to be much harder than you think. Well, I look I look at it like this, man. You know, Joe Mixon having that 121, and I like Joe. I think he's a good running back, but he did that against a run defense that is just now. not the Steelers. You know, I, I think people are discrediting how good that defense is. And honestly, I think the Browns are really the only team that we're having this conversation about right now as far as in our division. I believe that the Ravens are were a really good team to start this season, but they are they've been decimated with injuries. They've lost their entire running back core, their entire running back room. They've lost a really big piece in the secondary. Can Jimmy Smith come out and do what he was doing? They gave Marcus Peters all that money because they didn't believe in Jimmy Smith. So is he going to be the answer for their back end? I don't know. I I just, I think with the Ravens having those big injuries that we are right there at the top of the division with the Cleveland Browns, I am worried about their defense, at least their pass rush. Uh, Big Ben is, is not moving anymore. He's not. He's not. He's not throwing the ball down the field anymore. He's throwing like five yards down the field on average. He, he, he that's that's it. And I believe you all lost a big target too yesterday. Or am I wrong about that? He came back in the game. Deontay Johnson came back in the game and actually scored a touchdown for us. You know, yeah, I'm throwing salt. I'm not gonna lie. It's all good, man. It's all good, man. You know, it looked bad, but hey, we we turn lemons into lemonade. The Browns are looking really good. You know, d- despite Baker not actually throwing a touchdown pass yesterday, he threw over 300 yards. You know, he he only had seven incompletions. He threw a pick, and they look really good against a team that I think will be, you know, possibly Super Bowl contenders again. You know, the Chiefs did pull out that win, but it was looking good for the Browns. You know, if they can compete that strongly against the Chiefs, I don't really see them having too many problems this year. They're finally that team that we thought they could be. Yeah, they were able to run the ball. You know, Nick Chubb was able to get going early. And whenever you have a, a, a solid running back, I mean, Nick Chubb is a top five running back in the NFL. Um, I think he's underrated. Uh, but once you're able to get going on the ground, it makes it easier for a quarterback, especially like Baker Mayfield, who 
I mean, Bake, uh, what is Bake? I mean, I, I there's a there's like, is he a top tier quarterback? Is he a bottom tier, top tier quarterback? Right. Or is he just a game manager? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Odell wasn't playing. Uh, maybe that would definitely help. I'm sure it would help, you know, but we've also seen Odell and Jarvis out there together and it didn't. So what what is Bake? I think he's a little bit of all of those things. You know, one thing that I've always liked about Bake, you know, despite his play, his team, and even in college, they will follow him. Baker is a, is a team leader. You know, he, he is a captain of that team, and he, he, he showed it to me yesterday. You know, everything that I wanted to see from him the last two years, he, he did. Um, the run game, as you mentioned, did keep them going. But if they were playing another team that defense didn't play as well that game, then I – I see Baker throwing touchdowns. I see Baker averaging over 300 yards a game. I see that happening. I, I really do. I am concerned with Odell getting back on the field with Jarvis. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to count him out. I think they figured it out this year. I really do. You know, one thing I really want to get into today is these rookies play. You know, we have a lot of rookie quarterbacks playing. Um, I actually thought the Jaguars would beat the Texans yesterday. We found that out that it didn't happen. Um, Trevor Lawrence, he had some early struggles. He actually threw three picks, threw up for 300 yards, three touchdowns, but three picks nonetheless. How do you feel about Trevor? Yeah, I watched a good bit of that game because, unfortunately, you know, the Steelers game was not on national TV here in Atlanta. So we were kind of forced to watch watch Houston versus Jacksonville. But I saw Trevor throw two picks in three plays. You know, with with the ball in his hands, and I, I mean, I didn't see anything from Houston that was like, oh my goodness, like this is a really good football team. They played well for who they were playing. They looked they looked like they were ready to play. They were home. Maybe Trevor had first game jitters. He's never lost a regular season game in his career. You know, until yesterday, but. I, I don't know, man. I didn't see anything from Mark Ingram. and I mean, Brandon Cooks had a good game. Um, their QB, they have Tyrod out there now. Yeah. He, uh, Tyrod looked okay. He didn't look great. You know, he, he was under pressure a lot. I mean, I, I didn't see anything from Houston that would make me think that the Jaguars were going to be more than what, they're, what they were last year. I, I mean... Granted, it's game one. It's week one for a guy who is first. He's a rookie. We all know how big that is and how nerve-wracking that can be. But I don't see the Jacksonville Jaguars being anywhere other than picking in the first at, at the first pick of the the draft that's coming up here. I I have to agree. I don't want to count them out yet, but you know I think Jacksonville has the same problem they've kind of always had: not enough weapons. You know. Carlos High had a mediocre game. Um, for nine carries, he, he did fairly well. But their receiving core is just, I don't think there's enough targets for, for Trevor to throw to, you know. Um, so they can't compete with doing that. Right. I expected more out of James Robinson. I really did because he's I, a baller. I, you know, and I was so, man, I was so upset. I was two picks in the, my fantasy draft from getting James Robinson, and I thought that that was going to really round out my, my fantasy team. And, and, you know, after watching that game, I was like, man, I, I believe they're going to be playing behind all year. Right. You know, their defense is, they're they're young, they're, you know, they're scrappy, but, I mean, they're not going to be able to stop anybody. Stops there. So, my, my next rookie, my favorite rookie, 
happen to share the same name, you know, Justin Fields. Right now, Chicago fans are kind of, they, they don't know how to feel really about their quarterback situation. You know, um, we knew coming to the regular season that Dalton would be starting. You know, we saw that Justin had a, a very good preseason. And, you know, everyone's feeling a little, a little bit indifferent. They don't know they want to start Justin and, you know, and, and get that ball rolling now or to keep him back, let him learn and protect him a little bit. But, you know, here's my opinion on the matter. If you're going to play him, play him. What I don't like to see is Justin Fields get in for one or two plays here and there. You know, if we're talking about risk here and injury, that's a way to get hurt, you know. So how do you feel about that, Bo? Yeah, Chicago Bears are going through the same thing the 49ers are going through right now with Garoppolo and Trey Lance. I, I, I believe that they're trying to protect Justin Fields. Um, why, I don't know. You know, we've seen, you know, back in the day, it used to be kind of, it was kind of unheard of of you seeing, you know, rookie quarterbacks getting that opportunity. Even if they were looked at as, you know, the guy of the future, you know, you sat. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he sat behind Brett Favre. It's, it's tons of guys that sat. But, I mean, just look in the last few seasons, man. The, the guys that are coming in, they seem like they're ready. They do. So if, they, if they're showing you they're ready, and we know what Andy Dalton is. It's no surprise. There's no, oh, my goodness, Andy Dalton's going to do something different. No. So I believe Chicago should just give Justin Fields the keys. Do I do I believe the same for 49ers? I don't know. I think Jimmy's better than Andy Dalton. I can't say the same for Trey Lance. But Trey Lance, I mean, if you're going to draft these guys, if you're going to, you know, be in position to get these kind of guys when there are other guys that could really help people like Jimmy and Andy out, you, you got to play them. There's something I wanted to add to that. The way that teams have drafted, I mean, you may not see – an Aaron Rodgers situation much anymore. I mean, even though it's kind of still going on in Green Bay right. with Jordan Love in his second year. But I think the reason why a lot of these teams draft these quarterbacks so high and put them in so soon is depending on the rest of your roster. Um, if you look at the run that the Ravens have had with Lamar Jackson, he's right. still on his rookie deal. Baker Mayfield on his rookie deal. Um Mahomes is in the last year of his rookie deal. He already right. signed his extension, but they won a Super Bowl, his rookie deal. Jared Goff mm. won a Super Bowl, uh, well, went to a Super Bowl in his rookie deal. So did Carson Wentz. So teams want to use, they already, you, when you draft the, uh, someone in the first round, you already know how much you're paying them. So you, the rest of that money is paid to, we need to get these other guys. And normally sure. they spend it all on defense. Like, if you have a great defense and you have an inexperienced quarterback, you can still go somewhere. Uh, but I think teams now with the with uh, Trey Lance and Justin Fields, they, when you draft somebody that high, that Dalton, this is the only year for Andy Dalton. This is the only year that he's going to be there. And Justin Fields could still be starting by week six. Yeah, or sooner. I, it, it, could, yeah. It, it could be sooner. But you, you want to have that bridge quarterback. You know, if you have that bridge quarterback, then start him and then bring – because, you know, it, you still want to bring that young quarterback along. And if he ends up like he's ready in the middle of the season, then you put him in. Uh, but at most, it'll be one season because, like I said, with the – if you feel like you have a roster to – if we add a couple of pieces here, then we have a Super Bowl contender – 
and you don't have to worry about paying a quarterback right now, for sure. Then you want to uh, you want to make those moves. So you could expect the Bears to be making more moves in the next year or two to be a Super Bowl contender. And the 49ers will do that as well because they they have guys coming up. I think Bose is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, maybe Debo Samuels if they haven't signed him to an extension yet. But if they just have to worry about re-signing them and Trey Lance, we already know what, we, what we're paying him for, for sure. the next few years, then at most these teams want to spend one year of red-shirting that quarterback if they don't feel ready to put him in right away. That's a very good point, and I do have to agree. And the thing that it really makes me think, you know, are they going to stick to that plan of, you know, red-shirting him the whole year? Or do you think the pressure of, you know, the fans and we'll get to them eventually? You know, how long will they play that game? Do you think they'll make it through the whole year? Hey, I, I, I you know, just bringing up what Greg was saying about – you know, bringing up Jordan Love, you know, we, we saw what happened in the offseason with mm. Aaron Rodgers and, you know, all the back and forth there and him not being happy. And, you know, there's a lot that, you know, these older quarterbacks, some of these guys think they can still play. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers coming off an of MVP season, we're, we're, we're talking apples to oranges with Jimmy and Andy Dalton, sure. but... Uh, we just saw week one with Aaron Rodgers. He didn't look good. Terrible. Um, are, are, is Aaron Rodgers going to look that bad again? Probably not. Um, but when you have a Jordan Love on your team and you come out and perform the way you did with the Aaron Rodgers, let, let's not. This is not a new offense. This is not. They don't have a, a, a new team. This is the same team that they had last year. Um, what do you feel about? Jordan Love being in the conversation as far as, you know, we, we see that Aaron really isn't happy right. in Green Bay. You know, th- this is the one story that I really can't form a definitive answer on, you know, because my thing is Aaron had an opportunity to leave, I feel like. You know, I, I, if he didn't want to be there anymore, why is he still there? And I, I can't really answer that question and seeing how his play was, you know, I— I'm not saying that his play was all based on him, but it, it was very evident that he was not the Aaron Rodgers he needed to be. And then Jordan Love gets into the game and goes five for seven for 68 yards. It, you know, I can only think if Jordan played the whole game, would it have been more competitive? You know, and the reason why I say this, and I won't do this very often, you, you know, I'm, I am not a Saints fan. I, I can't stand the Saints, but they look good. I mean, it's, and it wasn't even the quarterback play. It's just... Because, I mean, Jameis only threw, like, what, 20 passes? Like, yeah, he didn't five even, TDs, but he... He didn't really push the ball down the field outside of that one or two. Like, he had, like, one or two deep plays, and that that was, like, everything else was just dinking and dunking. And yeah, he had one deep play to Harris, for thirty. you know, I think I believe it was, like, about 36 yards. Um, but the run game for the Saints looked a lot better. You know, one thing I, I thought about was I, I counted Alvin Kamara out. You know, I, I counted Jones Jr. out. I didn't think they really run the ball as well as they did, you know. And Kamara averaged over four yards a carry for 83 yards. You know, Jones on his 11 carries had 50 yards. Which is big for them because, I mean, with – I mean, they pretty much just said, look, Latavius, if you if you don't want to take what we give you, bye. Bye. You know, and that I thought was going to be something that the Saints will regret immediately week one against a team like the Green Bay Packers who I thought would be ready. 
You know, this is not, like, again, this is not a new team. This is not a new coaching staff. This is not a new scheme. You know, Matt LaFleur. I think there's one thing to consider with the Packers. Uh, With Aaron Rodgers, his contract was restructured. Mm-hmm. Because I think he had two or three years left. Now this is it. This is this, oh yeah, this, this, is, this is it. The last one. So I think there's a lot of pressure on the Packers to like I don't know win one for Aaron or or how what kind of effort do we want to give because because this is the last chance or right. the last dance, right? Basically. And I, and also I think Green Bay is in a situation with Devontae Adams. You know, Devontae wants money. He does. He doesn't want to just be on a team that he does. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't care about Super Bowls because I, I definitely think he does. Any player that plays this game, if you are playing, you're, that's your ultimate goal. You want to win a Super Bowl. But Devontae Adams hasn't gotten that check yet. He has been a top-tier wide receiver in this league. Since he's been in the league. Since he's been in the league. He, he has been top-tier in – I think he feels disrespected by what by how Green Bay has treated him money wise and not getting him some real bread. I think I think Aaron goes, I think Adams is I don't know if he gets the money that he thought he was gonna get. What do you think happens? Do I wanna say rebuild for Green Bay? I don't want to speak too soon because it, it, it is just week one, and I believe Green Bay is a still a contender. I still think that they're a contender. You know, Zaire Alexander in the back end, they, they, their defense is a little bit better. I don't believe that they can stop the run like that. Um, but this is a pass-heavy league now. Um, if you can't pass the ball, um, you're not going to you're not going to win. Uh, we we just saw the Tennessee Titans come out here and. They didn't look good at all. You know, yeah. they had Julio to the to the equation with AJ, and you would think, you know, we can't can't put eight in the box anymore for Derrick Henry. But you know, they they came out and weren't able to push the ball down the field. You know, and they had the success with Henry in the past, but at what point does that success? Where does it end? Like, you know, you, you got to throw in this league. Can Tannehill get that done? And I believe that the Packers are kind of looking at a situation where, you know, look, if Aaron can't get it done this year, I don't think they're going to even care. Right. You know, I do want to get into the Titans because obviously, even though I'm going to miss them, I'm going to remain a Julio fan. So I definitely want to talk about that. But before I even switch over, I want to ask you another question about the Green Bay's running. Is Aaron Jones going to lose his job as well? I mean, I don't even know what the deal was. Like, Aaron Jones is a gritty. He's of a electric running back. I, I think he's one of the most underrated players personality-wise and all that in the NFL. And, you know, Dylan is, I mean, he's a young, young back. He's a little bit bigger, I think, you know. But I don't think Dylan's the answer. I don't you know, think so Aaron either. Jones is the running back in Green Bay, and that didn't look the case. At all. Yesterday. He was the third running back, stat-wise, from yesterday. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, man, we're going to talk about them Tennessee Titans and Julio Jones and what we expecting to see. So stay tuned. That's going to be a good one. moment is brought to you by Total Lifestyle Change. Should I get the COVID-19 vaccine? The answer is simple. 
Yes, you should. Over 600,000 people in the United States have died of COVID-19 infection since it started in 2020. This is not a myth. This number is for real. If you are an African-American with diabetes, heart disease, obese, you are a greater risk of suffering from the bad effects of COVID-19. The Delta variant is here in the U.S. and is more contagious. People in the hospital and ICU are now unvaccinated. You are in control of your destiny. Protect your family and friends by getting the vaccine. This medical moment has been brought to you by Total Lifestyle Change. For more information about COVID-19 and other chronic conditions, call 1-800-788-0941. Remember, knowledge is power. Hi, I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. Learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Then let's talk about your health. Back, it's your boy Dukes. Chilling with my boy and Bo, man. We talking that good football stuff here, man. So let's talk about, you know, my my favorite player still, Julio Jones. He he had to move on to the Tennessee Titans. And we were expecting this game to be more competitive. So is it the fact that the Titans didn't play as well as they should have? Or is Arizona just better than we thought? Well, I think Arizona is one of those teams that you don't really know what they are. You don't really know if they're really good or if they're not that good. I mean, they have Kyler Murray, and I'm a believer. I believe Kyler Murray is a really good quarterback and is going to have a good career in the NFL. But, you know, they lost Patrick Peterson, and the guy that they got in return I don't think is playing. Mm. So I didn't think their defense – was going to be able to compete to hold up on, you know, with their offense. But, man, Chandler Jones, five sacks. I mean, what – I mean, Lawan gets on social media and says that he was exposed. Thank you, Chandler Jones. I needed that. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what to say about it. I don't know when the last time I've seen anything like that. but Never seen that before. I just think the Titans just weren't prepared. Hmm. Um Vrabel, the, the coach for the Titans, was out, you know, for a couple of weeks before the season started. For sure. Um, maybe that had something to do with it. But this is the NFL. You have a, a, a coaching staff for a reason. Um, this is, you know, yes, you did add Julio. But outside of that, this is the same team. This is the Tennessee Titans that Derrick Henry rushed for. I mean, we're, we're looking at him three-peating the rushing title. You know, that, that's never been done. And, I mean, they came out and looked like he was – I mean, they, they swallowed him up. And it's not going to get any easier, you know, because next week they have the Seahawks. And I think we kind of both agree on this. Russell Wilson is looking uh, amazing. Like, I mean, like MVP ready. You know, I feel like we're having this conversation every year. Like, Russell Wilson is always in the MVP conversation. And is he getting his just due? I think last year was his first year having a a receiving core that was like more solid. I think he's always had a, a guy or two, but I mean, getting you know he's always had that camaraderie, camaraderie with Lockett, but getting right. DK last year and then having that year to grow and 
you know, gel together. And then coming out this this season with a like Will Disley has been their tight end for the past what four or five four seasons, five. Yeah. and you know he's you know he'll come come around and get you a touchdown every four or five games or so. But is Everett another target for him? Mm. Everett looks like he's going to be another red zone target for Russell Wilson. I agree. If you have that, along with Lockett and DK, who are both red zone targets, I I don't see how Russell Wilson, with as efficient as he is, with all of those red zone targets and a Chris Carson as a running back, I don't see how they – I don't see how Russell Wilson isn't going to be a – in the MVP talks all season long. I think there's a – also include that is a new offensive coordinator um who russell handpicked yeah shane waldron from the rams for sure um even though i thought that <laughs> i was at the notion that like sean McVay only had like four plays in his playbook and it was the same four plays we'll just like you know you do formation subs like on madden right, yeah. <laughs> that's all he did <laughs> but uh i think their new the marine there are new concepts and new kinds of routes that these receivers can run and and russell likes to throw the ball down the field exactly but like kind of mixing it up so they don't seem so seem so predictable because i think previous offenses he played under yeah there would be some new things but then people would catch on because they didn't really mix anything up i think they're doing that they can they should be able to do that now right and their offensive line in the past has always been questionable right russell's always had to kind of run for his life exactly and he's been what 80 percent of the offense for forever and this year they were able to get him some help yeah and you see you see what happens with that with that the receivers average over I would say about 18 yards a, a a completion. You know, Lockett went for 25 yards for a completion rate. DK was at 15 yards in average. Disley was at 12. You know, they're looking really good. They're looking really sharp. If Chris Carson can stay healthy and be that, that player we know he can be. You know, he had some fumbling issues last year. But if he can stop doing that, stay healthy, they're looking like a strong competitor, as Absolutely. they always are. Absolutely. And if they keep this up all season – Russell needs to get his MVP. It's, I'm tired of having these talks. We've known it for the last five, six years with Russell. Give that man what he, he, he he's owed. Please. Because yeah, the Legion of Boom has been gone for a long time. Long time. And Russell Wilson, he gets them in position every year to get have a chance. And, yeah, it hasn't worked out. He does have a Super Bowl under his belt. Should have should have to beast mode. That, that definitely should be two for him. But, I mean, this year with a – Add the additions to the offensive line. I mean, I think they've done, and, and like Greg stated, with the offensive court, the, the new OC, it's huge. Russell, I, I, I think he's just smiling all day. Yeah. I think he's just walking around, you know, yeah, Sierra, and they have wind, <laughs> and they're just smiling all day. I mean, look, I you know, as much as I love praising Russell, as much as I think he deserves it, their schedule is pretty hard. I mean, next week they have the Titans, who I'm sure is looking to bounce back. After that, they have the Vikings, and they have the 49ers, who's trying to prove themselves as well. Then the Rams. Then you all. I mean, can they do it? I mean, I I mean, I, I believe so. Um, every year their schedule is hard. They play in a tough division. They they've always, you know, they won they they won the Super Bowl as a wild card team. Yep. You know, they this is who the Seattle Seahawks are. They're going to lose some games. Um, but they're going to win the ones that matter. And that's because of Russell Wilson. For sure. 
you know, man, this football talk has been great. But, you know, one thing that we have not really been able to do yet is get into that after sports talk. You know, as a friendly reminder, the whole reason the show is named that is, you know, we're ex-athletes. You know, our friends are ex-athletes or people that love sports. And the main goal is for us to talk about what we're doing after sports. After you take the cleats off, you know, after you put that glove down, after you, you know, just turn the TV off and turn that game off. What are you doing? What brands are you building? What businesses are you building? How are you networking in our community? How are you uplifting other brothers in our community? Um, so me and Bo, going forward, these next shows, we're going to have some special guests. We're going to talk about what we're doing personally in our lives um, to become the people we are. You know, I can't leave a show without getting into this. The reason why I'm even here in the first place is because somebody gave me an opportunity. You know, I helping to meet a, a young man by the name of Alvin in the parking lot. You know, um, if you're not familiar, I, I work in the parking industry and I manage a few lots and decks downtown in Midtown. Happened to be pulling out the lot. It was a car blocking me, and I, you know, I waited patiently because <laughs> I didn't want to really rush the people. You know, it's Atlanta, y'all. You can't talk to people any kind of way. So I saw the, the gentleman. I asked him, "Hey, could, could you politely move your car?" And he said, "Yeah." But then he turned around. He said, "Hey, you know, what, what's your name? I'm Alvin. You know, what do you do?" And naturally, I just went into my whole spiel. I, you know, I'm Justin Dukes. I manage these. Blah 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 blah. He's like, "Nah, nah, nah. What do you do? What do you want to do?" And I don't know about y'all, but I've never really had a stranger ask me something like that before. It caught me off guard. I kind of didn't know how to respond, but, you know, I kind of just sat back and was like, you know, I'm going to give him the real deal. So we talked about a few of my endeavors and a few things I'm trying to do. And he said, you know what? Come to my studio tomorrow. About 1030, we'll meet up and we'll talk. Guys, I've heard this countless times. I've been given opportunities to do a lot of things and I've always been let down. So to be completely honest... I didn't have any faith in this. I, I said, I, you know, I'd go, but I didn't expect him to do anything about it. You know, we went, we chopped it up, we talked good stuff. He gave me some feedback, told me his story, said, hey, man, I believe in you. I see what you're trying to do. I'm going to back you. I said, all right, Alvin, yeah. well, you know, cool, whatever you say, man. But he did just that. The next few meetups, I talked about, you know, the things I'm trying to do, what I'm interested in. And he said, you know, how about let's start with a show, sports show. I was like, you know, Alvin, I don't really like to talk like that. You know, I'm an introverted person. I'm social, but I don't really like to be on the spot. He said, man, just give it a go. You'll be okay. Just give it 30 minutes for your first show. So I did that. First show went well. Second show was an hour long. That went well. Third show was an hour long. That went well. And now I'm sitting here doing another show with my man, Bo. We're going to keep this thing going. We're getting ready. We're writing out more shows for ourselves, me, you, and Alvin. We, we're doing great things. We had a long day yesterday that I can't wait to talk about with the audience, man. And, you know, so my message to the audience is believe in yourself, man. Trust the people around you to say they want to support you and just let it happen, man. Let's all do that in our community. One thing that I want to see us do more of is support each other. If others can do it, we can do it too, man. So just take that word of advice. Y'all stay good. We got to check out. But we'll be back in the month, man. Talk that good football again, that good basketball, that good baseball. Shout out to my Braves. We ain't forgot about you. But next time, we'll get to it. All right? Dukes out. Take care. Thanks for tuning in on Apple Sports Talk. It's your boy, Dukes. We had a good time. This was fun, but we'll do it again. Peace.